What's going on, everyone? Mitch from RespectMarine.com here with another episode of the RMR podcast. We are on the North American Weed Tour looking at legal cannabis across the map. Today, I have special guest Julie Chiarello, editor-in-chief and co-founder of Skunk Magazine. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here with you. You did good too on the pronunciation of my name. Said it in my head a few times. I was intimidated when I read it. You broke it down into syllables, made it nice and easy for me. So I appreciate that. Um, so I start off every episode with our guest origin story around the plant, the plant being cannabis. So whether it's personal, professional, a little bit of both, whatever you choose to be vulnerable to share, I'm just kind of curious your your origin story with with cannabis. Well, my origin story was um, definitely, you know, something that's a two-parter, uh, you know, from when I first, you know, imbibed when I was 15 and, you know, my journey there, you know, and how I um, actually uh, early on became a certified herbalist. So I'm a certified herbalist of 25 years. And it was really about, um, you know, the, the way that cannabis and uh, psychedelics woke up my consciousness, you know, at 15 and 16. And, and so that was really profound and it, it definitely led me on a pathway um, that has animated my whole, you know, existence from that time forward. And then um, I got into the industry uh, 17 years ago and I was sales and marketing director for Magic Flight. I took that company global and turned them into a multi-million dollar company. Um, you know, made $10 million the final year that, that I was there for that company. And, and then I became co-owner at Skunk Magazine. And that's a journey um, that I, I'm, gonna, I'm sure get into with one of your questions. And, you know, in that second part, it was really about the fact that I traveled around the world and I really realized that cannabis prohibition was the largest human genocide that has happened. And it's not spoken about like that, but it should be because so many millions of people have been mm. held away from the science and then therefore from the medicine and the healing. And so, um, you know, I realized as an herbalist, what I believe is that the earth is propagating consciousness with her plants so that we can have a transformation and how we do business and how we work with our earthly resources. And it's really key that we start to do that. And the skunk is devoted to that with the theme of the green Renaissance, um, which I'd love to tell you more about. Uh, but, but definitely, you know, that's what cannabis was for me in the second part was really activating globally tapping in with this global uh, movement and, and that needs to be done to, to, to start to and continue to change our world. I love that. I love that. I think there's definitely something spiritual with cannabis. I'm not like the most in tune with that, but I am in tune. I'm experienced enough with the plant to know that there is a, some sort of higher spirituality with the plant. Like you said, something coming from the earth what we as beings on this earth experience through, through our participation with the plant. I, I definitely associate with that. Um, you know, we were talking just briefly off offline, you know, skunk had started in 2003, which is quite, quite the journey and accomplishment to be around, you know, pre this, 
even being called an industry, right? Like it's newer called an industry back then. You, you guys might've been one of the uh, very few to call it an industry at that point. Um, and there's been some changes along the way, but I'm kind of curious that the, the initial inception um, and a little bit of that journey uh, with, with skunk getting started in 03 and then transitioning through, through the time to uh, up until legalization over these past, you know, it seems like almost the past decade, it's, it's really moving rapidly yeah. and changing right now. Yeah. So Skunk is uh, 16 years old. It was started in Quebec uh, in 2003 by two um, uh, men, uh, John Vergados and Attilio. Um, I'm forgetting his last name right now. Um, but these two guys, you know, they had uh, done Heads magazine and they said, let's leave Heads and let's start Skunk. Um, and they were in printing. And so they really had, you know, they had definitely leads of, you know, you know, price uh, benefit. Like I would, they had great pricing and they were able to really bring out a great magazine. And, um, you know, it was something that they did and they, they were successful at it. And, uh, you know, at the time when they were on the scene, when they first started, you know, they were really, it was high times and them, you know, and there really wasn't a lot of other magazines that were out there um, at that time. And then, uh, you know, as things evolved, um, they actually began importing seeds from Europe. And they were actually had to fight a five year court battle for seed importation and seed trafficking that almost killed the magazine. And that's when I came in and negotiated for ownership to help protect the magazine, modernize the magazine, and bring the mod the magazine into a new era. And um, you know, I started that ten years ago, and I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I've incubated many brands. I used to work prior to being in the cannabis. I was in the yoga industry, and I, as I said, I'm a certified herbalist as well. And so when I started with them, you know, I really was deeply inspired because at the time Skunk was the only cannabis magazine in the world and still is the only one that's devoted to organic cultivation practices. And so for me, I just felt like that really needed to be protected. And because I think that over the next 10 to 20 years, what we want to see is organics becomes the norm, not the exception in the cannabis industry things are going to continue to change. And that's what I believe. And that's what I fight for in my work every day in, in, the, in the cannabis industry is I really um, believe that, you know, if we're working with cannabis and hemp, we need to be doing it organically. And, you know, it's really not the case. It's not the norm at this mm -hmm. time because of 125 years of prohibition, we have this kind of wild, weird, existence of <laughs> indoor growing and what that is and believe me i like i'm not against indoor growing at all um i i don't believe that that we can only have outdoor organic sun grown um most of the world can can only grow indoor you know based upon weather uh and and so you know i don't think that there sh should only be um, something that is grown in areas where you can grow it outdoor um, so I'm not saying that, but I am saying that we want to see indoor growing and outdoor growing become more sustainable, uh, more organic, more regenerative um, over time. 
and we want to see, you know, um, one of the things that I focus on in the magazine is just to sh keep showing clean indoor growing practices and how the science pencils out and how you do get, you know, higher terps, um, you know, better results, higher yields, that it can be done and just keep proving it. Just keep proving that it can be done and uh, and then we'll change over time. So, so that's what I believe. I love that. And that was one of the questions I had down is like, I know you guys have carved out quite a name, especially, obviously you come from this, but recently, right, there's not as many uh, media outlets that focus as much on the grower or on the legacy market or shifting from the legacy market to here. So that's why I was curious if you wanted to expand anything, any more, yeah. I mean, you covered it a little bit there, but anything more of just the importance of kind of making sure that there's a spotlight on those aspects as we evolve into this commercialization and, and adult use uh, era that we've moved into. For sure. You know, um, 10 years ago when I coined the term green renaissance, it was because everybody was using the term green rush. And I felt that the green rush was particularly insulting um, to all the people who have suffered under prohibition and all the you know millions still incarcerated for cannabis, uh, you know, and I just felt that there was a lack of um, respect for that. And there was this kind of rush, mad rush, you know, uh, I, you know, say the Chads and Brads all rushed in thinking they were going to be superstars, you know, cannabis superstars and make millions. And, and it's all bullshit. That's not the reality. That's not what actually fucking happened. And that's why the road is littered with chat, you know, Chads and Brads, I say, because the thing is, is that, you know, there's something deeper going on here. You know, cannabis and hemp aren't in our world to simply make us money. There's nothing wrong with making money and we can have excellence in business. We can have success in business. And I, I do believe actually that commerce is actually supposed to become conscious and mm -hmm. that we'll have conscious commerce where we can, we actually at this time have the science and the technology to be fully regenerative in all of our industries from textiles to medicine to just across the board in every industry plastics uh, we have the ability to be more sustainable to be regenerative and guess what cannabis and hemp are a huge part of that so mm -hmm. are mushrooms um, and so we have these plant allies you know with us that want to help not only heal our, ourselves, but heal how we do business. And so that's what really kind of uh, came through for me. And that's what I started speaking out uh, at Skunk with the Green Renaissance. And actually, the cover of our summer issue, it has the Green Renaissance is here. I don't mm. know if you can see. The yeah, right there. Yeah. And there's an article in there just explaining more about that. But uh, the point being is that. Skunk, actually, we decided, I decided that we were going to um, make a stand and we we're going to make a stand over decades. Hmm. Um, and, you know, so far I've been at the magazine for 10 years. And, you know, in that time, I have moved the company to California. I'm a native Californian. And so, and I've bought out the two previous owners. So 
Um, now it's, it's being run by me. Um, and I've definitely transformed and evolved the magazine dramatically. Uh, now, you know, it's 50, 50 male and female educators. It's, um, I have herbology and mushrooms and other antigens uh, consistently being spoken about in, in our pages. And I have representation, consistent representation of the black, Latino, Asian, native and LGBTQ cannabis communities. Um, I don't believe in tokenism or morally co-opting. I'm actually a first generation Cuban immigrant, I'm a Latina. And so for me, I saw that we really needed a dramatic change hmm. in representation. And we want people that are brown and black to be in positions of ownership and leadership. Right now in the cannabis industry, 81% of owners and leaders are white male. Mm -hmm. And, you know, myself as a woman Latina, I'm like in the 5% uh, minority. And so I really do feel that, you know, over the next 10 years, we want to do everything we can to build bridges um, that, that put brown and black people into positions of ownership and leadership, as I said. And I, I don't have any issue, absolutely not, with white males. I want conscious white males. I want white males that are aware mm -hmm. and conscious. There's a difference. And it, it's the difference that we need in our world right now. It is this renaissance. It's actually the masculine, the sacred masculine, the sacred feminine coming into union again. Mm. And, and, and coming back into alignment with the natural world, coming back into alignment with universal law. This is what's happening in this renaissance. And it's, it has to do with consciousness. And so, and we see a lot of um, people, you know, let's talk about Burner, let's talk about Snoop, uh, uh, let's talk about Be Real. Uh, you know, these guys have become conscious publicly in front of people, you know, leading a healthy lifestyle, you know, um, do, doing microdosing with shrooms, you know, mm -hmm. and guess what? They've been using cannabis for decades. And what has it done? It woke right. them up. You know, and that's what cannabis, Bob Marley said it, the herb reveals us to ourselves, And it's true. It shows us ourselves. And if we're willing to do the work on what it's showing us, then we improve and our mm. lives improves and the lives of those in our lives improve. It's very real. It happens. It, you can see evidence of it everywhere that the cannabis movement exists. Mm -hmm. You can see evidence of this. So, you know, that's was something that was like, okay, what we're doing matters. How we do things matters. Mm -hmm. And we need to start caring. And, and and the Green Rush values are not good values to uphold. I, I love that. Mo moving with intention and with purpose. And I like that. The Green Renaissance of just uh, even that name. It's honoring a shift, a, a growth, a new ushering in a new era, but also acknowledging that there was an era there pro previously. Right. And so I, I very much like that. And thank you for breaking that down. That, that draws a lot, a lot of a lot of connections there. Uh, 
um, for me. And, and obviously, you know, being, being in a physical magazine, you guys also have quite a bit of digital content and I think you guys have been doing a good job at that, uh, comparatively to some people that go, you know, physical only in this day and age coming from 2003, you know, in the early eras and even just pre-legalization, you know, the magazine I always say was held this special part when, you know, there wasn't a lot of information out there and people were simply scared. You know, you could get persecuted for publishing information. You know, you saw Tommy Chong get arrested for selling, you know, not label them as water pipes and bongs back. I remember right. that, that news story back in, in my youth. Um, you know, you couldn't get information on Green growing or, or cannabis anywhere other than a magazine. And although things have shifted to where now we can go to Google and there's information there and people feel comfortable now searching those. You guys, I think, have ushered into that while still having the physical magazine as well as being digital. But I'm curious from your perspective is what is the role of having physical print still still uh, what, what role does that hold within the industry in, in the 2020s? Well, for me, you know, I'm a poet and I'm a writer. I'm a you know a romantic person. There's a certain romance to print. There's also, you know, if you get into um, kind of ancient uh, understandings of print, it's alchemy to spell mm. is to cast a spell. Um, so there's something that's powerful about black and white print that is not you're not going to experience that online. So what I chose uh, when I started to really lead the magazine and, and started to, you know, evolve the magazine and, and, and make changes. Uh, I changed it from a 13 issue uh, per year magazine to a four issue per year magazine. I, I chose to go with the quarterly, uh, the, the seasons. So now we are season oriented and then we have the, the magazine offered digitally as well. Uh, and then we do the online articles and, and it's rich, believe me. It's, I mean, I definitely see and, 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 it's very important to do uh, the online and to have accessibility for everybody around the world. Uh, but, you know, our print subscription actually ships globally to um, thousands of su subscribers. Um, and so it's something that, you know, people actually really like it, you know, and skunk is different. I mean, we're 132 pages and I'm getting ready to um, make us 144. And Skunk has always been a collectible magazine. It's never been a throwaway. People always keep their skunks and have large collections of skunks because, you know, our backbone is that we teach people how to grow. We're mm -hmm. truly educational. Uh, we're, we, we don't have, you know, advertorial content. We don't let our, you know, pay to play articles that are horrible to read. And, and a lot of the other magazines do that kind of stuff. You know, not us. So when you open the, the magazine, every single article is going to be something that's worthy and educational and enriching, inspira you know, inspirational, um, you know, leads you in some direction, helps you to develop as a grower. Uh, and we still have extreme focus on genetics. We work with the top readers in the world. And so, you know, we're constantly seeding that of like, you know, what should you be growing? How should you be growing it? This is our focus. So we're always going to keep print. Mm. We're going to always keep print. Uh, there's always value in print, you know, and it's like I said, it's a collectible tome. 
um, that people will keep and hang on to for, for decades and pass their collections on. Absolutely. And, and I know when it's, you know, focused around something that's interest right that like that, I get the collectibles. My wife's always trying to get me to throw out these hip hop and skateboard magazines I have from my youth. I barely even look at them, but I'm like, man, I cannot. There's no, I'll, I'll cart them around, move to move in these heavy ass boxes, but I can't bring myself to, to recycle them, man. I got to hold on to them. Um, another, another aspect I've seen that you guys have been doing is from moving to that kind of quarter, quarterly release is also doing, you know, release, taking advantage of that to be able to do uh, parties and events. And I know you guys have one coming up here on the 6th. Uh, the fellowship in sequence with this summer issue drop. So I'm just curious, kind of your approach on connecting, you know, a physical magazine with a physical event and, and, and you know, kind of the inspiration behind that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we're really super excited that uh, we're getting, you know, started doing parties again. Um, we had been doing uh, comedy speakeasies in Quebec when I uh, lived there for five years. We were doing um, events for Skunk and they were very fun, you know, uh, and I was definitely just ready to get started again. And the event is a mixture of, you know, a summer festival with, um, you know, uh, six hours of education with panels of various leaders in the space. And then it's going to turn into a music uh, festival with a great band and DJs so people can kind of let loose and, and have some fun and, and dance and enjoy themselves. Um, it's at a downtown L.A art district location and there's a really nice indoor area that's going to have um, about five different lounges set up that people can hang out in during the day we're going to have you know the chairs set up the folding chairs so that people can sit and observe and we're going to have you know panels beginning on the hour starting with future cannabis project they're going to do a live show um, starting out the day which we're very excited about um, and then we have, you know, a green renaissance panel. We have a women in cannabis panel. We have an incredible breeders panel with compound genetics and um, uh, Masonic seeds. And um, who else is on that panel? I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the other panelists, forgive me. But definitely compound genetics and Masonic are going to be doing a, an awesome panel. And then we have um, also uh, Joseph from Snowtill Organics and Mountain Organics. They're going to be doing a panel on how to do clean indoor growing practices, um, talking about building your soils and, you know, how you can get it better results. Um, you know, what are the, the pathways and the techniques to do that? So it'll be really um, in-depth super educational, like where you can take it away and, and really, you know, improve what you're doing in your grow room. So those are the panels happening. And at, during that time, the green market is going to be going on outside a farmer's market with various types of vendors, uh, not all cannabis. There's some clothing, there's glass, we have Jerome Baker um, coming and, and he's going to do a little activation there with some of his glass blowers. We're really excited about that. We love Jason. He writes for every issue. Um, and then uh, we have, you know, dab bar activations, uh, infused drink activations, and then um, 
definitely, you know, flower vendors. Uh, so that it's going to be a really beautiful mix during the day of this kind of like, you know, farmer's market, green market happening outside and then um, panels happening inside. And then at six o'clock, the DJ, the first DJ is going to begin and uh, he's going to be playing uh, for a couple of hours. And then it's going to, we're going to have a band come on, Justify Up band. And they're going to play for two and a half hours. They're incredible. And then we're going to go with a DJ. The same DJ is going to play a second set from 12 to 2. So, you know, it's like, you know, bring your dancing shoes. And we're going to have, you know, various different lounge areas where you can be rolling up, chilling out, having a good time, having a wonderful time, summertime um, party. So that's kind of the mix, you know, of education and fun, uh, which is definitely <laughs> mm -hmm. who I am. Uh, and so I just think that that's, you know, what people also are looking for. And, and we're going to start doing these quarterly. Uh, it's going to be, you know, something that I think people can look forward to every quarter. Um, so that's the, the basics of, of, of what we're doing with the event. It makes it entertainment. And this one is called the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, yeah. So it's themed with uh, Lord of the Rings. And we're going to have uh, Ents, you know, walking around and have various performers. And we're going to have, you know, ladies with trays of joints and flour um, from THC Design um, walking around. So it's going to be a really, there's going to be tons of free weed being given out. Um, and then we're going to do the seed swap with Masonic where people can come and swap their seeds, which is super mm. exciting. And Masonic is actually doing a seed drop as well, um, which is very, um, you know, uh, very special and very exclusive. So that's happening. So, yeah, you know, there's just so many different things going on. That's what I really wanted was I wanted a really kind of rich day. Um, we also have, you know, great uh, food vendors. We have like a stone pizza vendor. And then we have a guy making um, infused burgers, mm. um, total stoner delight. Mm. And, <laughs> and um, we have uh, a guy doing shave ice uh, during the day. So, yeah, it's going to be really fun. And, and uh, I think people are going to enjoy themselves. And so yeah, it's on Saturday, August 6th. It's at the 91 Club Vortex. And let me get you the address. One second. Oh, it's 2346 Porter Street. So it's downtown LA Art District. 91 Club. Skunk Magazine Summer Lunch Party. The Fellowship. And yes, please come out. You can buy tickets at the door. Or you can buy tickets now. Um, if you go to the Skunk Magazine IG, the link is in the bio for you to check it out. Um, you know, if any sponsors are listening, there's still actually opportunity to be a sponsor and to, to, ha you know, have a booth or a table at the show. So hit me up if you want to do that and uh, please come out, you know, it's going to be a great time. And, um, like I said, you, you don't even have to get on the website and buy a ticket ahead of time. You can come and you can buy a ticket at the door and there will be VIP packages, uh, available. And we are going to have a, uh, a bar. You can buy uh, a wristband for a bar uh, pass. Um, so, yeah, we have literally everything. Mm -hmm. Everything that you could want is going to be there. 
to have a wonderful time and yeah, come out. And um, thank you so much for letting me speak about it and tell people what's going on with that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It, you know, like you said, events are back. COVID kind of held us down for, you know, a year and a half, two years, depending on what market you were in. And, and, you know, it's, it's nice to think everybody kind of went to the internet and I feel like kind of relationships spread, you know, companies were hiring people and without pertaining to any localized market, they were just hiring talent everywhere. And I think a lot of us with whatever industry we're in, we were seeking fellowship and connection on the internet. And so it's nice now that events like this come together and give everybody an opportunity to take these relationships away from, you know, little email icons and signatures and, and LinkedIn DMs and comments and, and move them in, into the real life, you know? Right. Right. It is. It, it feels good. It feels exciting that we can start being all together again, truly, because it is medicine, it is healing. Absolutely. And that's why I like, you know, having that mix of education and entertainment, um, you know, makes so much sense for the cannabis space, because I think anybody in cannabis is always looking to learn, you know, whether it is just simply finding new genetics or discovering a new strain or a new cut of a strain you already like, or learning about more about terpenes and, and the innovation right. of concentrate types or whatever, you know, there's so much newness that we're seeking and anybody in the cannabis that's really in the cannabis space is most likely a consumer as well. So it's always nice to be in those environments where we can just normalize and break that stigma, consume what we want to consume, how we regularly do, and still be able to maneuver and network with individuals and, and learn, you know, and kind of combine all those elements at, at one time. True, true, true. I agree. I agree. You know, I think that's the renaissance is, is also, you know, us having kind of that richness, that holistic mm -hmm. energy um, with what we're doing. So that's why I'm trying to definitely bring it there and, and um, you know, keep building it, keep, keep making it um, something that, that gets bigger and bigger and, and people look forward to. So. Absolutely. So, so after this, you know, you got the, 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 the summer mag dropping, you got this party on the six, what's, what's the next set of moves for skunk in 2022? Well, we're preparing the fall issue um right now and we are have to be you know at our printers at, by september 1st and it's a special historical cover i'm so excited about it uh we are celebrating 10 years with brenco science g pen and student glass and we're doing a special illustration cover with snoop be real burner and whiz on the cover mm. uh which is going to be really fun and um we're interviewing all four of the guys uh, along with Chris Volkerts of Grenco Science. So that's what's happening uh, for the fall issue. And we're really excited about it. And I think that everybody's going to enjoy it as well. Yeah, you got you got the the the, the cannabis hip hop royalty all, all in uh, one issue there. Yeah, I mean, what it, it's interesting how this conversation began, actually. Um, I was in I was at HQ Barcelona in Spain, and I was there for Spanibus. Uh, I've been to 10 Spanibus. I love it. Uh, I used to live in Barcelona and Catalan. My family has re uh, origins in Catalan as well. And so um, I was there at HQ and I ran into Jordan from G-Pen and we started talking. I had never met him before. And I was telling him about my cover that I was going to do with Burner. And I was explaining to him why I was doing it. 
as actually, you know, saying that, you know, over the last five years that Burner has really evolved publicly. He's mm-hmm. done it publicly and he's shared his journey of moving towards consciousness. And I found it to be very powerful. I have a lot of respect for it. And it's more of what we want to see in, in the men in the industry is see the men in the industry publicly, you know, sharing their journeys of, of healing, their journeys of awakening. Um, and, and so, you know, I, that's how it started. And we started talking. We're like, you know, actually, Snoop, Be Real, and Wiz all have consciousness, yeah. you know, and what do they all have in common? They've been smoking their brains out for decades and legitimately they fucking changed, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, drinking green juice and eating healthfully and <laughs> microdosing shrooms and, you know, talking about their families and their wives. And I mean, I was just like, you know, this is great. This is what we want to see. And so that's how this whole conversation started. And there's mm. definitely questions in there for the guys on their journey um, through consciousness and what that's been like. Um, so, but the cover is going to be super fun. And like I said, we're celebrating um, Grenco Science as well, G Pen and Student Glass. Man, I, I love that. Because Wade Burner, Be Real, and um, uh, who did I forget? Snoop. They all four are the main talent that pushes G Pen and right. Student Glass. That's why it's those four. Um, and it's like I've never seen an illustration with all four of them together yeah. personally. So no, I think maybe they have a song together. I think they might actually be on a song together on a burner song together, but that might be the only time they've really all connected publicly like that. That's cool. Yeah. Tell yeah, send no. me that song. I'll have yeah, I'll have you, to, I'll have to look 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 that up look and then up. send over a link. Well, yeah. Julie, I, I really appreciate having you on here. You know, super excited to hear about what you guys are doing this summer and then you know, quickly following it up with a it sounds like even more of a banger uh issue here for the fall. It's gonna be pretty monumental. We look forward to checking that out and probably sharing some love through our platforms on that. Uh just really appreciate your time sharing your your journey and a little bit about skunk and just kind of the the media place in, in cannabis uh with with that approach of intention and kind of a higher purpose attached to it. Thank you so much. You know, thank you so much and, and thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, you know, and, and going on your tour and then the consciousness that you're, you're seeding with that. Um, it's awesome. And, um, you know, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate, you know, getting the word out about, about what we're doing at skunk. Um, so, uh, definitely, you know, anyone listening in, you can find us, uh, at www.skunkmagazine.com and same for IG skunk magazine, same for Facebook skunk magazine. Uh, you can also find me, Julie Chiarello. Um, I'm, I'm on IG. I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm very approachable, very reachable. Uh, if you have a story, if there's any importance that you think uh, should be heard or should get out there, uh, you know, or if you're a breeder or uh, a small business owner, you know, feel free to hit me up. And, uh, you know, I pre- appreciate everybody. Um, 
and just so you know, too, you know, the magazine can be found in 4,000 doors across North America. We're in all the Barnes and Nobles. We just did a summertime promotion to push the magazine to the front of the shelf in all Barnes and Nobles across the nation. And we have, you know, thousands of subscribers globally. You can totally sign up for a subscription, either print or digital. Uh, and so, you know, come and check us out. You know, see what we're doing at skunkmagazine.com. And thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Julie. This is the RMR Podcast. We'll be back with more content this week as we're on the North American Weed Tour, looking at cannabis across the country and beyond. We'll check in with you guys next time.